0: Welcome to another episode of the Church Collective podcast, a podcast telling the story of Church Collective, with each episode taking a very small snapshot of a particular moment or considering a particular theme in the grand narrative of how Church Collective has come to be and the journey we are on. This podcast forms the basis of our teaching at Church Collective So we also relate each theme or topic to a Bible passage, speaking around those words and hearing what God may be saying to each and every one of us today. We have had a mixture of interviews with a variety of different people, podcasts with different segments in it, or hearing from a range of people or one or two people delivering the whole podcast You may have tuned into the last episode, but in the last episode, we had a great interview with the director of the Joshua Centre in Liverpool, talking about the Great Reversal. A theme which runs through all we are here at Church Collective. But let's just take a quick recap of the story we have covered so far. God has... And continues to be in the present and will continue on in the future, be a God on the move in Warrington and beyond through alternative expressions of church. God doesn't need his people to carry out his plans, God could do it all by himself. But God, through his grace, Mercy and Love partners with his people on earth and releases them to do his work in the world. In 2020, at the height of lockdown, Hannah and I were faithfully praying as to where God wanted us next. When I had finished my curacy, which is the last stage of training in order for you to become a vicar. In the time between April and July of 2020, we increasingly felt a call to move to Warrington and we just couldn't shake it. Other opportunities came up, yet we had this deep conviction that God was calling us to Warrington, a town neither of us had ever lived in or really had any tangible connection with. But through prayer... God made it so clear that he was guiding us to Warrington, and this was the place he wanted us to move to in this next season. Now, this was confirmed by a series of prophetic words given to me by God through a faithful servant called Phil, who I interviewed in one of our earlier episodes on the Church Collective podcast. I applied for a job to start a new church in Warrington and we took a massive step of faith, moved to Warrington to a town we didn't know in the middle of the tiered lockdowns of October 2020. And when we moved, we knew three things that we had to do. We knew we had to pray. We knew we had to listen both to God and the communities of Warrington. And finally, we knew we had to step out and do something bold and courageous for God in this incredible town. And this is where we started. We started in prayer. We had felt the call to come to Warrington as a result of praying to God and offering ourselves to him. And prayer was what we needed to continue to do to discern what God was leading us to do in this town. So we spent the next 11 months praying. I mean, I say 11 months, prayer has never stopped in the journey of Church Collective, but it took 11 months for us to be guided to a place where we knew what our next step should be, stepping out and planting our first collective within Church Collective in September twenty-one. Now, to be clear, Jesus is the centre of the story of Church Collective, and prayer is the way in which we know what Jesus wants us to do through Church Collective, Jesus' church here in Warrington. Jesus is the centre of the wheel, as prayer are the spokes to the centre, both praying to Jesus in one breath and hearing back from him, In another. Hence, what we're going to do is spend a few episodes looking at prayer, as prayer is so fundamental to the story of Church Collective. In this episode, we will start by looking at what prayer is, why we pray, and how we pray. But let's first pray together as we get into this topic of prayer. Lord, we want to say thank you for this time that we have together today. Would you inspire us in what prayer is and how we can faithfully pray to you, knowing, Jesus, that you always hear us as we pray. Amen. Now, my own prayer journey goes like this. I know that my parents prayed over me and for me as a baby, and I am deeply grateful for this. As I grew up, I remember saying prayers both at school and then also in my home. Often this was the Lord's Prayer, having been taught it at school and saying it with my class regularly. But as I grew from being a child into a teenager, I saw prayer more of a last resort than something you would do regularly. Between the ages of around 12 to 18, I knew who God was, but I didn't have a committed relationship with him. I knew what prayer was, but I only ever prayed when either I thought I was in really deep trouble or I really, really wanted something to happen and my own efforts hadn't translated into that thing coming to pass. I remember one moment so clearly, and it was when I was about 13. I'd gone upstairs to run the bath. I put the plug in, turned the taps on, and went downstairs to carry on with what I was doing. I clearly got so engrossed with what I was doing, I totally forgot about the bath until I heard water dripping down the stairs. I shot upstairs to find the water overflowing from the bath all over the bathroom floor, and coming down the stairs. I turned the taps off, opened the plug, went to get the towels, to then see water dripping through the lights downstairs below the bathroom. Oh, so I turned the lights off, I mopped everything up, and then I prayed. Now, I catastrophized a bit thinking that the house might set on fire with water being in the electrics or that the ceiling was going to come down and i ruined the house that we lived in. And so I sat and I prayed to God, God, please, please, would you protect my house? I remember that moment so well and the prayer I prayed because I was so distraught about what had happened. Thankfully, the ceiling didn't come down. There was no fire and there was no lasting damage. But it was in that moment, in that extreme moment, that I was called to pray. But prayer is more than this. Prayer isn't just for those extreme moments. Prayer is the foundation of the relationship we have with God. And it is a two-way conversation with God, our maker. This was something I discovered when I put my trust fully in Jesus, deciding once and for all to follow him and serve him with my life. I really wanted to speak to God and to hear from him. I deeply desired that relationship, and I knew that through prayer, that relationship would grow. To use a human example to explain, just imagine your best friend in your mind. Imagine that person. Now it might be your spouse. It might be your partner. It might be your best friend. But can you go a day without talking to that person or hearing from that person? I couldn't imagine a day that I don't speak to Hannah, my wife. I can't imagine what it would be like not to hear her voice. If I only chatted to Hannah in extreme circumstances, we wouldn't really have a relationship. It would be very one way And effectively, I'll be using that person for the help that they could give me in that moment. My day is brighter when I chat to Hannah. She fills me with joy as I talk to her and as I listen to her about her day. And as we together walk through the journey of life. And it is this same experience that I want to have with God in prayer. I desire to know God more. I want to hear his heart for different people, different situations, or different communities. I want to speak to him daily because it brings me joy and delight. When I get to the end of the day and I haven't had that time to come before God in prayer... I have tangibly missed it. Prayer is a foundation block in our Christian walk as we follow Jesus daily. But friends, let's not deceive ourselves. Prayer is not always easy. Often it is pushed to the edges of our day. Maybe we don't feel like praying because things aren't going that well. Or tiredness creeps in. Or perhaps life is all rosy, so there's that feeling of, well, why would I need to pray? Maybe you desire to pray, but just don't know what to say or where to begin. If you've ever done the Alpha course, which is a course describing and exploring the basics of the Christian faith. There's one episode where they interview a priest in Rome. And he's talking about prayer. And he says these three things that I'm going to quote to you now because they are so key as we think about prayer. He says this, Keep prayer simple, keep prayer honest, and keep prayer going. Keep prayer simple, keep prayer honest, and keep prayer going. In other words, we don't need to bring loads of fancy words to prayer. We should keep our prayers simple to understand and real. God wants who we are to come out of prayer, not somebody else. We are to keep prayer honest, being real with God, bringing before him how we are, And what we are feeling in that day or in that moment. And even when it's tough, we are to keep going in prayer. Trying to get into a rhythm of prayer that keeps that regularity. Whatever the circumstances and whatever our feelings are on that particular day. But what does this look like in practice? Well, Heather Myself and Mark are now going to share what it looks like for us in our daily and weekly practices to give you some pointers you might like to follow as you consider what prayer looks like for you and the reason why you might pray. Thank you Heather.
1: Hi so on a very practical note I would really recommend the Daily Prayer Church of England app. Perhaps not reading it from beginning to end it's quite formal but one of the things that I think I find really helpful in prayer is beginning with remembering who God is and there is a prayer that really focuses on that right at the beginning of the daily prayer app and I tend to use that as a springboard to thank God for things in my life whether they be Uh, his spiritual blessings to me, or practical material things, or just nice things that have happened, or ways in which I feel God's been with me in more difficult things. And so starting with that adoration and thanks, I would just say that generally, but also the daily prayer really helps with that. The next thing that it moves on to is a psalm. And again, I find that this really focuses me on who God is, Because often my prayer, like anyone's I think, is a battle and to stay in that place of prayer is a battle. And actually talking of head battles, one of the things that really comforted me recently was the daily prayer psalm, was Psalm 27, which talks about not fearing and actually God's presence with us even when our enemies attack us. And I think so often in the place of prayer, We think of prayer as being getting away from something or getting over something. But so often it's that reassurance that whatever enemies are around us, whatever is trying to sidetrack us, whatever is trying to floor us, that God delights in us, he delights in every detail of our life and that he's with us even as we experience um, head battles or whatever it might be that is... um, Yeah, that just makes life less than ideal. And so, yeah, so I'd really recommend the Daily Prayer app. If you just put Daily Prayer into the search bar uh, of the App Store, it will come up. Secondly, I think, and on the theme of distractions, trying to find the place where you most easily connect with God and can remove yourself from those distractions. So for me... I often go for a walk to pray uh, in a ish green space near my house and also um, sometimes coffee shops, just any way in which I'm kind of getting out of the house, getting out of temptations to start doing other things and really put aside that time. And also music, I tend to find um, random sort of music all the time but also have some playlist and sometimes one of the things that I think God does when we spend time in his word whether that be through the daily prayer app or um, just by reading the bible and following a bible plan is that he kind of connects and I find this in in prayer and it's how I know it's God he connects different aspects so I might have read a psalm in daily prayer and then I hear a song later and the theme is the same and it's just that way that God speaks to me so music, finding the place where I won't be distracted, making sure that my prayer time encompasses God's word, uh, even if you try the daily prayer app and it's, it's not for you, uh, there might be something else. So, yeah, so I guess it's, for me it's just that awareness and I suppose encouragement that prayer is a battle. It's a battle for all of us. And it's as much about finding God in the midst of things than necessarily seeing Massive breakthroughs all the time.
0: Thank you, Heather. For me, I try to daily use a structure of prayer set out in a book called How to Pray by Pete Gregg. Pete Gregg is a founder of the 24-7 Prayer Movement, a movement which encourages the global church to pray 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, ensuring a constant and consistent wave of prayer at all times and in all situations. Pete Gregg is a pastor of a church in Surrey. He's a movement leader and he's also an author. There is much to learn from Pete Gregg about prayer, so I would encourage you to look him up and to read his books. He has books about prayer, unanswered prayer, and also a very practical guide on how to pray, which forms the basis for how I pray. And I've referenced Pete Gregg already in a previous episode as well, looking at how we hear from God. So do look him up if you haven't already. In this very practical way of praying, Pete Gregg suggests that we take the word pray and use each of the letters As a particular moment in our time of prayer, the P stands for pause. Just take a breath. Go to a place where you can stop, be in an environment where you are not distracted, and be still. As Psalm 46 verse 10 says, be still and know that I am God. For me, this is such a key moment in my prayer. If I don't pause, I will jump in with various things that are on my heart to pray for, whether that be situations, people, work, family, and so on. But when I pause... It really centers my time and focuses my mind upon Jesus. And without this time, without this time to stop, I tend to find my prayer time is distracted and interrupted. Now, if you know me personally, you will know that I have three children. At the time of recording this, they are seven, five and two. I have the joy of having very, um, very bold children. A nice way of saying that they all like to make their voices heard. Hence my house, when my kids are awake, is not really a place I can find it easy to stop, pause, and be still. So I tend to do one of two things. Firstly, I love to prayer walk. And I love to do that around Orford Park in Warrington or prayer walk from my house into the town centre Praying as I walk and then praying when I'm there in the town. Even though I am walking, I am really able to find the time and the space to pause. The noise of the park or the traffic on the roads doesn't stop me from pausing and being still. In fact, the rhythm of putting one foot in front of the other enables me to pause my mind and my heart for what is to come. Now, secondly, as I don't tend to prayer walk in the rain, I know you can judge me, I try to get up before the kids wake up and have the quiet of the morning to pray. The quiet enables me to pause. But I don't do this every day. Some days I, well, I just need the sleep. So I tend to do a mixture of the two, either getting up early in the morning to pray or finding that stillness and quiet as I prayer walk within the day. When I pause, I try to become fully present to God. I don't have my phone near me. I don't listen to anything. I try to get rid of any thoughts about the day ahead or what has already happened in the day and try to really become aware of God and the time that I have ahead of me in conversation with him. The next letter in pray is R, and that stands for rejoice. After that time of being still in the presence of God, becoming aware of who He is and all He has done, I naturally want to speak out my praises and adorations to God. I thank Him for who He is, I thank Him for His love for people, I praise Him for sending Jesus to come into this broken world and save us from it. I rejoice in what has gone well in the day or the previous day, and I thank him for the opportunities of the day ahead. Some days this is easier than others. And if I think I'm going to struggle with rejoicing in a particular day or moment, I will pick up my Bible and read a psalm of praise. My go-to psalms of praise are Psalm 30, 92, 96, or 100. And as I read the words, I make them my prayer. For example, Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. That's the first verse of Psalm 100. And as I read those words, I say it as a prayer from the bottom of my heart. A prayer of rejoicing in that moment, when maybe I can't think of my own words to say in that moment. Other days, in the time of rejoicing, I might put on a worship song. And as I sing the words of a praise song, I make them my prayer. My real hope is that I linger in this part of the PRAY acronym. I want to spend a good amount of time praising, rejoicing and worshipping God. The next letter in the PRAY acronym is A, and that stands for ASK. And this can be nicely split into two bits. Firstly, intercession which is praying for others, and secondly, petition, which is praying for ourselves. When it comes to asking, I often write down things to pray for, especially when it comes to praying for others. I'm a pastor and every week I want to ensure I have prayed for everybody within Church Collective and other people who might be connected to church in some way. If I have spoken to somebody in the week and they have had a particular prayer request, I will write that down to ensure I bring it before God in this time of asking. What I also do in this time is to stop and to wait and see if God wants to say anything to me. Often God prompts me with Bible verses and sometimes with images. And if I have been praying for a person, or a situation, I want to be able to hear anything from God that might encourage that person in what they are doing. So if I hear something from God as I pray for a person, I will write it down and ensure that I tell that person what God has for them. In the ask part, I will spend time as well praying for my family and my friends. I often I'm asking God to guide me and to lead me as I pray for family and friends and as we turn to petition, praying for myself. I will often ask God to give me strength. I will ask God to give me all that I need to be a good witness for him in that day and to have really good Jesus-centered conversations with people. Finally, the last letter in pray is why. And this is saying yes to God. Through the two-way conversation of prayer, me speaking to God and me hearing what God has to say back, I want to be able to say yes to him, yes to what he has said to me, yes to his call, yes to his leading. And in this time, I again spend some time in silence and focus on what God might be saying to me so I can respond with a big, wholehearted yes. Pray. Pause. Rejoice. Ask and yield. This is just one way in which we can pray. And this is the way that Pete Gregg outlines in his book, How to Pray. That you can have a two-way conversation with God. But there are so many other ways and so many other methods to prayer. And Mark is going to explain how he and his family in particular pray. Over to you, Mark.
2: As a family, we try to start every day by praying together. Uh, Our kids are really young, so these prayers are often fairly quick. But we encourage everyone to pray for someone else or ask God to help someone in their situation that day. And sometimes we listen for a brief moment and we'll ask God to bring to mind someone we can be extra kind to throughout the day. By doing this, we're really just trying to teach our kids that prayer is about listening to God too and not just talking all the time. These prayer times are pretty chaotic, but we're trying to say to our kids that starting the day acknowledging God is really important. And it's our prayer that they remember these times later on as being really significant. I'm personally quite a visual thinker, so I've always found it much easier and more inspiring to pray when I'm out and about, rather than being tucked away in a prayer meeting somewhere. It might be that as I'm driving, I see someone and feel prompted to pray for them, even though I don't know them and I probably won't ever speak to them. It's just nice that God will prompt me to pray for that particular person about a situation they may be facing. I remember um, as a kid being in the car with my dad when an ambulance went past with its blue lights on and he said to me, let's pray for the person who needs help and for the paramedics who are going to help them. And it really struck me that God wants to use us as we go about our everyday, and uh, just to speak to him on behalf of other people. So that's what I do, really. I I talk to God throughout the day. um, And the prayer I pray every day is this. It's God, as I go about my day to day, Please interrupt me, and he does, and that's when we have a little chat. Um, so maybe today you might just want to ask God to interrupt you today, and uh, and see what He does through that.
0: Thank you, Mark. Now this is the first episode of a few looking at prayer. We will look more deeply into prayer and specifically how Jesus prayed in future episodes. But for now, if you are wondering why we pray, it is so that we can have a two-way conversation with God, knowing that he hears us and that through prayer, we can grow to know God more. And how to pray? Well, there are many ways, but I would encourage you to look at Pete Gregg's book and his Pray, Pause, Rejoice, Ask and Saying Yes as a method in which you could pray when Hannah and I were praying to see where God was calling us after our curacy, this is the method that we used to stop and to pause, rejoice in who God is, ask him to guide us, and then when we heard his call, we wanted to say yes to him. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Church Collective Podcast. If you want to join us for our corporate times of prayer, we pray every Monday evening at 8.15 p.m. on Instagram Live, and we have a Zoom prayer meeting at 6.30 a.m. on a Wednesday. Go to churchcollective.uk forward slash prayer for more details.
1: We invite everyone to play their part as we worship creatively, love generously, and serve locally.